This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and now we've got a year to visit all 52 and make a programme about each and every one. Lincoln A to, Lincoln Z. A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln, one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yeah, that's right. Uh, though all those things and two men uh, waddling around Lincoln eating sausage rolls, if anything, uh, of the past uh, has been to go by. Uh, I'm Paul Tyler here at Siren FM and uh, my producing colleague, the other side of the desk, is Johnny Hall. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. Uh, OK, so uh, what grid are we going to be visiting on the A to Z map uh, this time? My name is Jeff Thompson, breakfast show presenter on Siren FM. I've lived in Lincolnshire for the past 14 years and I think Lincoln is wonderful. And I have chosen Q10. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, okay, so contact details. Uh, Q10 is the, uh, the the Monks Road grid, uh, the, the grid that we'll be walking around shortly. And uh, if you've got any views or opinions, uh, used to live there, want to live there, uh, or um, carried out any recreational activities there, uh, then please email us, Lincoln A to Z at SirenOnline. .co.uk. You can find us on Facebook and, of course, there's Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. Uh, OK, now, so it's time to uh, go out and hit the streets and find out uh, find out what's happening now. We visit the grid, walk around uh, and take a look about and, and, and say what we see. And uh, in this way, I unwisely use the word guffaw. So... Q10, and when this grid was uh, was pulled out, and when uh, I've said to people that, you know, what, what, how are you spending your free time? I said, I'm going to go and walk around Monk's Road. Uh, you get a lot of uh, guffaws, maybe, and uh, people are going, ooh, be careful around there, and all that kind of thing. And I think it's fair to say that, that Monk's Road has, currently has, what we've classed before, uh, maybe as a reputation. Um, quite what that reputation is, I'm not exactly sure, and uh, I'm hoping to find out. But right, currently now, part of our grid takes in the Arboretum, and uh, it's a beautiful spring morning, and we couldn't be in a better place. What do you think, Johnny? Oh, I, I love the Arboretum. I think it's fantastic. It's a proper city park, you know, with a, a lake and a fountain and a bandstand and all the stuff that parks should have. And, uh, yeah, as we studied this morning, it's full of dog walkers and, you know, people wandering around just enjoying the, the morning. There's lots of ducks on the lake. And, yeah, I think it's a lovely place. It's just a shame that our grid doesn't quite include the maze because I'd like to have had a go on that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. I've used that. In the, I've, I've been around there in the past and it is, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're just... Uh just leaving the arboretum uh, now onto onto monks road itself and it has to be said that the houses down monks road are, are fantastic and, and probably just the kind of thing that you really like isn't it <laughs> Johnny? oh absolutely yeah beautiful sort of double bay fronted houses and um absolutely lovely it's it, it's kind of a shame that monks road itself isn't as sought after and gentrified as it ought to be i think the houses along here in any other city this would be one of the most sought after areas i think you know double pipe bay windows looking over the arboretum they're just beautiful it's i think maybe the the busyness of the road puts people off perhaps or 
well, the reputation of the area or something like that. Yeah, so reputation. I mean, let, let's let's look a bit at that reputation. I mean, certainly, let's not beat around the bush. A lot of people now call this sort of the, the Polish area, or you know, certainly where Eastern Europeans come and stay. But I think before that, as well, it, as it, it, had, it was still an area of uh, well, these these houses. I suppose running them and keeping them up, it's inevitable they're going to get turned into into flats and bedsits. I suppose. I, I don't understand why kind of. We do have this thing in Lincoln where as soon as people have got a bit of money, they move out of Lincoln. They go out to some village somewhere rather than staying in the city and, and investing in one of these beautiful houses. Because these houses were built for kind of, I guess, you know, what you might call the upper middle classes. And those are the sort of people who, in Lincoln, as soon as they get the chance, seem to move out to Navenby or Wellingore or wherever. And it, it's, I think it's a shame that we don't have a kind of inner city suburb full of those kinds of people. Yeah, it's true. And one thing I'm, I'm going to say from here, and something I've always thought about Lincoln, I mean, when I, I was living on Booton Park Road years ago, grew up there, and you can always, as something we've discussed before, you're never far away from the countryside, and you can always see it. Now, from this area, you can see uh, out to, so well, past the Common and the Washingborough area, which is a really nice view. Uh, and I often wonder that, and, and this, we'll find this out when we get to Washingborough, and our Washingborough grid, um, what the, what's the view like from over there? Yeah, sure, you can see the cathedral, but you can see that anyway, Lincoln. Um, but, you know, what, what's the view like over there? So if you if you say to pay more in your house price and you move out to the quiet uh, villages but then you're looking over at the the, the industrialized housing of, of, of monks road which has beauty in itself but perhaps not what you would think if you were buying a, a a big bungalow with a double garage you know but actually from here this is where you get the good views yeah and i think because those older people tend to move out what you do get in monks road is a very young population and it's quite an arty population I, I associate this area with kind of quite bohemian sort of people and because it's quite cheap to live and people who are arty and you know not necessarily chasing money can afford to live in an area like this and so you get a lot of art projects going on around here there's uh, the local pub down here which i think we, we might see later the dog and bone is, is known to kind of arty pub with poetry readings and all this sort of thing so you do get a, a kind of lifestyle around here that you probably wouldn't get if the if the properties were all three hundred thousand pounds you know so hitting actually on uh, on Monks Road opposite the uh, the Monks Abbey Primary School, and um, there are various little little shops and things that you find in the in this area. There's the uh, the Chinese takeaway, uh, old pizza shop that shut down, and the uh, the, the Washateria. Uh, I love a Washateria, and uh, a Polish mini market as well. Now plenty of those have, uh, have spread up around the city. Uh, a lot of people. You know, certainly, certainly, people I work with think that you know this is a a, a bad thing, and that it's, it's a sign that they come in, uh, uh, Eastern Europeans come in, and and sort of take over the area. You know, they have their own shops, they have their own this, they have their own that. I, I don't get this this concern that people have about new groups of people moving in because that's what's always happened in the UK. We've always had waves of immigration from various different areas, and it starts off being a little bit awkward. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a clash of cultures, perhaps, and then it all sails down. Everyone kind of integrates and takes on bits of each other's cultures. We get some nice Polish food. I'm sure, you know, 10, 15 years from now, Polish food will probably be as popular in the UK as, as Italian food is now, or, or Chinese food. And yeah, everyone benefits. Basically, we take on a bit of their culture, they take on a bit of ours, and it all sails down. And I mean, perhaps this is why we end up with an area like Monks Road being, as we've said, a kind of younger area because. We aren't wishing to stereotype too much. I'd argue that perhaps older people are more likely to be a bit set in their ways and, and not be happy about, you know, new, different people coming in. I'm not saying that they're all racist. No. You know, but they're possibly a little bit racist. <laughs> um, and so they, they move out, they get away to their villages and where they can be surrounded by people like themselves. And, you know, younger people who are perhaps a bit more open to change stay in places like this. And I think they'll probably benefit in the long run. But there's, there's, there's perhaps a, a fear... 
to be un- to be understood, a fear of the unknown and things that they they don't understand. Um, and if someone's walking around speaking in a, in, in a different language, um, language is language is one of those things where uh, if someone's speaking in a language you don't understand, you you automatically. I don't. I, I think that's quite a a common thing. And actually, I, I, if I'm perfectly honest, I think that happens where you perhaps think they're talking about you, um, and uh, especially if they laugh just after they've said something. You know, yeah, it, uh, you do get that feeling. Um, and so to try and add, add some balance there, there's a, there's a fear there. There's a fear that they would take the jobs, but our jobs and things like that. But when I look at that that Polish mini market and I look at the the closed down shops around it, actually, you know, the, the, there are no uh, no English people opening these shops and making it, you know, a, a, a thriving, vibrant area. Whereas that is uh, it's there. They're taking money and they're they're putting it uh, back into the economy. As you say, that's that's the thing. These these people, they're not just coming in and taking jobs. They're creating wealth. They're spending money. They're opening small businesses of their own. And past waves of immigrants did exactly the same. From all over the world, people have come in waves to the UK over the decades. And there comes a point where you, you don't notice anymore. They're just part of the, the fabric of, of our society. And that's the same will happen with this. There's no great, there's nothing new here. You know, people shouldn't be worried. Yeah, that's, that's true. And what we'd like to hear, we'd, we'd really like to hear... Uh, an alternative viewpoint so uh, do get in touch get in touch via the website so if you think we're uh, you know we're, we're, we're talking rubbish there's a, a couple of loony lefties do get involved this is this is your chance to have a say as well uh, linkinatorz.co.uk the website's there go to Q10 uh, and leave something in the comments page let us know what you think if you live here let us know what it's like to live here because you know it's all very well us walking around and saying well this is okay but this isn't our backyard this isn't you know we're just uh, we're tourists here basically uh, but we can tell you what we think uh, so there we go. Yeah, like I say, do get in contact uh, if you if you think we're talking uh, a load of old rubbish. Uh, but we can only say it uh, say it how we see it. Uh, now, sort of edited out through uh, what we do is we, we go and walk about these places. Then Johnny uh, goes and, and takes home the, and does all the hard work, basically, don't you, Johnny? You uh, I do a lot of hard work. Yeah, you yeah. do. You do all the hard work editing uh, all our meanderings uh, together. Now, uh, one thing that's missing from. Uh, the, the edited bits were the, the, the edited highlights we've got here today uh, is some of the, the, the fences that surround things and uh, why it's edited out is because me and you I wouldn't go as far as to say we had an argument but it was <laughs> it was it was going that way wasn't it a little bit yeah yeah I was a little bit you know put out that when we went to the uh, the the recreation ground which we'll, we'll hit a bit later on in, in our visit um, there are lots of fences all around it. And I, I suppose, given what we've, what we've discussed there about the, the reputation of the area, you can see why that might be. But I, I wondered whether the fences were there because of that or whether the fact that the fences were there made people, you know, kind of disrespect the place and want to smash things up. You know, if you see a fence, you want to climb over it, don't you? And yeah. It, I, I wondered if maybe that gave the place the feeling of a bit of a prison camp and made people behave the way they were. Yeah, yeah. My my opinion was not exactly opposite. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Uh, however, it was that, you know, the areas have been vandalised before and uh, they, those fences and the money that had been spent on those fences were as a result of, of previous vandalism. So uh, I don't know, we may, we'll, see, uh, we'll see maybe later on. Get in touch if you know the answer to that. Um, so uh, we skirted and uh, delved and, and uh, touched there on, on well, immigration really and uh, immigration. And that's a, an area in Lincoln as well as Portland Street that's uh, obviously got a, a high influx of, uh, of Eastern European workers um, and uh, you know, do you stand, you obviously still stand by what you said in that in that piece Johnny absolutely yeah I mean, but as, as we kind of acknowledge it's easy to say that 
if the area where you live there isn't much of it about i mean i live down the west end of lincoln and there, there isn't a lot of kind of you know immigrant communities around there there's a, there are a few foreign uh, foreign languages around but it's it's nowhere near the level that it is on monks road so i guess it, it's easy for us to kind of be you know yeah, true. But you, about it when we're not living you've had it, uh, a different kind of influx, though, haven't you, with uh, uh, students? You know, a lot of the big houses around your area. You know, you live in a big house. <laughs> 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 um, but in the, you know those those very similar kind of style of houses, you know, on the opposite side of the city, yeah. uh, opposite side of the city centre, you you've had an influx of, of students, and you know they're, they're just it's, it's a similar kind of uh, uh, change, really, isn't it? You know, not not so many families and, and more single people, I would say. Yeah, I guess we did, and I always wonder when when an area. Changed changes like this how did it happen you know did did it change because people had left did people leave and then the house prices went down and therefore arguably less desirable type people moved in or did it start to go down and people were kind of forced out were frightened out of the area i don't quite know how it happened with monks road yeah well we, we could have a daily express argument here about house prices uh, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll <laughs> not get down that avenue lincoln a to z q10 that's right this week on lincoln a to z we're in q10 our monks road uh, grid and i think we like to do is get local voices on their local community radio station uh, so here's me talking to leon white a cleaner from lincoln so we were out walking around monks road recently and uh, monks road is a place that gets a reputation now you've actually lived down there it's all very well us popping around the place uh, and, and having a look and, and you know nosing in on it but what's it actually like to live down the monks road area i think monks road is a up-and-coming area it's got a lot of uh, eastern europeans they're uh, quite busy they like to work quite hard, they're very uh, cultural, they like to bring themselves together I suppose in that little communities. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like Eastern European shops aimed at them, Polish yeah. corner shops. Yeah there is, I mean do you see that necessarily as a good thing or a bad thing? Because I think it's it's opening up a shop that that wasn't open before. Um, but you, you can perhaps understand why locals might feel like they've been a bit invaded. I can understand they feel a bit invaded, but then they're also bringing economy, they're boosting the economy, they're bringing money in, they're working, they're paying their bit of tax into the system, they're turning the area over, re- giving the money to regenerate the area, I suppose. Yeah, and, and the area itself, there a lot of big houses that are turned like into either bedsits or flats, and that's the kind of place you've lived, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, what, what are those like... The, the bigger houses, what are they like to live in? Do you ever get a sense of like, well, I'm living in a really nice house, but but only one part of it? I suppose it's a bit of a monopoly with the students, and uh, obviously people can't afford to have their own house due to low income, so it's cheaper to split it up. But then on the other hand, it's also the houses are not empty, they're not going derelict or run down, being maintained. It's keeping the area busy. So what about sort of safety? Because I've had more than one person say to me, oh, yeah, you're going down Monks Road, don't go down there on your own, that kind of thing. Uh, do you feel safe when you live down there, when you're walking to and from at night? Or I suppose it's just like any area, really. It's just keep your eyes peeled, anybody like It's dodgy, yeah. I suppose, just... Yeah. Keep your wits about you about the area, I suppose. Yeah. So you wouldn't think twice about me because you don't live uh, down there at the minute, but you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't think twice about moving there again? I'd move there again. But I think things with the area, it's like anywhere, if you was like a young female, I wouldn't suppose suggest walking down there on your own, but if you was a male, I suppose you'd be fine. I don't know if you've if it happened while you were living down there, is the area where the abbey is and the bowling green. Now, is it a case that they've put those fences up around those things uh, as a deterrent 
for vandalism? Or was it the case that things got vandalised before, therefore they had to put the fences up? What do you think? It did get vandalised before. It's also deterrent, I suppose, stop people from going on there or kids climbing over. Uh, so there we go, proof. Uh, if proof were needed. Of course, thanks. Before I start uh, uh, getting all gloaty in front of Johnny now, uh, thanks ever so much to uh, to Leon for taking the time to speak to us. Uh, so there you go. Proof if proof were needed, Johnny, that, uh, that those fences are a result of, of previous vandalism. Yeah, well, you can prove anything with facts, can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely true. Lincoln, A to Z dot co dot UK. And it's time to go back now out on the streets. Uh, and we were quite taken aback by a shop window. We just discovered uh, La Vida Vintage, a vintage shop and, and cafe. Now, recently I was in, uh, in Durham, and Durham is absolutely, I wouldn't say plagued with these kind of shops, but they're all over the place. And it's like when I lived in, uh, in Nottingham and uh, came back to Lincoln, moved back to Lincoln, and noticed the complete lack of coffee shops, and of course that's changed considerably. Um, I felt at the time I should really sort of ju- you know, jump in and open up a coffee shop and uh, be ahead of the game, and I missed that boat. Um, now, when I came back from Durham, we were full of the ideas of opening up uh, a vintage shop. But, of course, you know, uh, I gave up on that, on that idea as well. But I think this, this, this shop represents the other side of Monks Road. You know, there's this reputation of it being a bit rough and bedsit land. But it, this is the kind of arty side of Monks Road, I think. Right on the, uh, the edge of our Q10 grid uh, now on, the, on, on Monks Road. Um, we're outside the Monks Road uh, Working Men's Club. Um, which I think goes to show something of the, of the history of this grid, uh, the, the fact that it was uh, very industrial. Uh, but also, it's a, it's a brilliant... I, I love the smell of those places, especially just outside where you can get sort of the old stale beer smell. Um, but it's, it's exactly the kind of place that's going to have uh, a brilliant darts and pool team. Yeah, proper sort of Phoenix Knights place, isn't it? Um, it as you say, it kind of represents what this area was. It's, it was a working men's area. It was close to the industrial centres of Lincoln, which we'll visit a bit later on down to the south of the grid. And all these working men who would work hard in the factories all day would live up here and then in the evening wife would put the tea on then they'd go out to the, the working men's club and have a few pints and you know that's that's how life should be isn't it why, why doesn't my wife do that for me <laughs> exactly. Well, it's the, exactly it's the kind of uh, place where come the whistle time uh, down down probably the foundry uh, as soon as it was clocking out time uh, they'd have been spending the previous half an hour getting pints of real ale ready you know so no one was waiting they'd all be lined up uh, and ready to roll and yeah yeah times have, have certainly changed but I, I, it would be interesting to see how long Monks Road working men's club uh, sort of survives because there's not many people now who have to after a, a hard day tapping away uh, promoting social media uh, then need uh, you know to, to, to go and quench their thirst and refresh themselves I suppose those sort of people who would have gone to the working men's club are now going to the, the vintage cafe for a nice latte after their uh, heavy day of typing so the uh, the monks abbey play area uh, right next to the, uh, the the bowling green the bowling green has, uh, has a huge great green fence uh, around it I suppose to stop people uh, going in uh, overnight and, uh, and, and bringing up the turf and making the play surface uh, uneven but uh, nothing pleases me more than uh, to see people out here uh, all dressed in their whites uh, uh, playing bowls it's uh, a nice way uh, to spend the time and, and certainly you know not something you would uh, immediately uh, link with with the Monks Road area. So when, I, when we were picking the grid out and people were saying, oh, Monks Road, well, you know, actually, there's a nice bowling green and also, just behind it, uh, the remains of the Abbey. We're just taking a look now around the ruins 
of Monk's Abbey, uh, which, uh, which which looked really nice. But then we walked around the corner, and just inside, uh, it's, it kind of goes in a U-shape, uh, the main part of the ruins. And uh, there's a piece of uh, what is Harris fencing. I bet you didn't know that was called Harris fencing, did you? I didn't. I've learned something today. But uh, this obviously is, is what gives Monk's Road its name. It used to be a... Um, I think it was, it was a small kind of um, offshoot of a, a York-based monastery. And, yeah, I know very little more about it. Do you know anything about it at all? I don't know why I'm asking you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to know anything about it. I'm sure uh, our expert, Joe, from the Lincolnshire Archives, is going to know all about this, don't you? I certainly hope so, because we haven't got a clue, have we? <laughs> oh dear, that's... <laughs> Uh, so we're under the uh, the bridge on Spa Street, <laughs> the railway bridge, and there's, well, there's let's, 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 right. The reason Johnny's having to talk is because I, <laughs> I can't keep a straight face through this. <laughs> uh, so we're just under the railway bridge um, on Spa Street, and there's some graffiti, um, and it it quite simply says, "I am Phil Collins." Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> whether it was Phil Collins, whether he was down here one day and decided to, to let everyone know that he'd been here, or whether it's somebody impersonating Phil Collins, I don't know. But the graffiti is now covered, um, it has to be said, in bird poo, yeah. which is quite a nice allegory for Phil Collins' career, I think. So, uh, so after the uh, graffiti debacle of, uh, of of the bridge, the railway bridge, uh, we're, we're just a little bit further along now, uh, just outside the Lincoln Rowing Centre, on the north side of the, uh, is this called the Titanic Bridge? That's right, the Titanic Bridge, so called because it was access to the, the Titanic Works, which is a huge building that's still there, that used to house uh, Clayton and Shuttleworth, I think, the, the engineering firm. And it, it was the building was called the Titanic Works because it's apparently the same length as the, the Titanic ship. You say apparently. Don't you believe that that's true? I, I'm not sure. I'm, well, we can find out, can't we? It's not, it's not something that's impossible to find out. Maybe we should get a tape measure out and uh, <laughs> give it a go. But uh, then this, this used to be a huge local employer. They made threshing machines and uh, steam engines. And then in the, in the First World War, they made a lot of aeroplanes used in the war effort. So it was a, a huge local employer. And I'm sure a lot of the, the houses that we've seen on Monks Road, the people who lived in them would have worked down at Clayton and Shuttleworth uh, and walked over this bridge every day to get to work. Uh, but unfortunately, you can't walk over Titanic Bridge anymore because just in the last few weeks, in fact, they've stuck a big sign up saying no pedestrian access, and uh, which is a bit of a shame because the nearest pedestrian bridge is about half a mile uh, further west from here, so quite where they expect people to walk. I don't know. I think that's maybe somebody just covering their, their bottom in terms of being sued for, for somebody being knocked over on this bridge. Round now the, uh, the U. Uh, of, of Spa Road and back now uh, where we can see we're, we're in back within sight of the Abbey and there's uh, one of those train crossings there which, which can take you across uh, on the footpath there uh, obviously making sure you look both ways uh, but we can see uh, Wyman Gordon uh, a sign for those and a, a great big uh, gate and a lot of security uh, cameras uh, just down there but also by Frangi uh, who were uh, well they're expanding aren't they? Yeah we've talked a lot in this series about how um, the uh, Lincoln's industrial past has kind of declined over the last few years and a lot of jobs have gone but uh, down the end of Spa Road there is actually a kind of ray of hope for the, the industrial sector of Lincoln. Uh, there's a company here, an Italian company, I think they are, called Bifrangi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And they've uh, recently got permission to uh, undertake a massive expansion of their factory down here. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is they make, but they're, apparently they're installing one of the world's largest screw presses, whatever that might be. 
Uh, and uh, they're spending £50 million down here, uh, expanding the factory, and it's going to create a lot of new jobs. So who knows, you know, the, the, the houses on Monks Road used to be full of uh, factory workers who would walk down here, down Spa Road to go to work and, um, and work all day in a factory. Have a pint. Have a pint, you know, when they clock off. And maybe we're going back to that. Maybe this, this huge factory here will create a lot of employment. A lot of those people might choose to live on the Monks Road area. And, uh, yeah, the, the Working Men's Club may be getting more custom yet. So wise words there from uh, from, from our producer Johnny uh, as as we ended our, our, our trip around the Q10 grid uh, here on Lincoln A to Z. Now something you've done there, and I know previously as well, perhaps when we were walking around Valentine Road, the retail park, uh, you you've been talking Johnny about, and I think in a quite a romantic. Uh, way looking back upon these industrial jobs uh, and, and sort of lamenting them and, and perhaps wishing they were still here rather than say a retail park or as the Titanic works is now uh, to all intents and purposes a call centre and an office block um, so I, do you think that? I mean you know the, these jobs were hard work really hard work I can't see you an office worker uh, you know so <laughs> grabbing a pickaxe and getting down down the mill Grabbing a pickaxe and going down the middle. Yeah, I, I think don't, you're getting your, your uh, industries mixed up there. But, um, All of them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you're probably right. I, I did. My first ever job, I actually wore blue overalls and I did lug heavy rolls of paper around in a, on a printing press. So I have done manual labour. Yeah, what you was You might that not like? believe it looking no. at me now, <laughs> So how long did that last? A week? That, no, I was there about a year, I think. I didn't want to be there for a year. No. It's just <laughs> the way it worked out. No, but, exactly. So, you know, when, when we... we, we uh, I, we're both encouraged by uh, the new employment there. Uh, one thing that we talked about on our first grid down in Bracebridge was the amount of um, employment that, that, that there used to be and, and sort of lack of. And, and big employers like uh, the, the Crisp Factory down there that are, are getting rid of people um it's, it's it's a real problem especially when we have a lot of eggs in one basket with uh, with with siemens in the center of the city certainly industrial wise uh, so it's, it's great news that uh, the the italian company i can't remember the name of now but uh, are uh, are taking on more people and expanding it is yeah and as you say we, we've not i mean we have made have this general move towards office jobs but there's nowhere near as many i mean we haven't got a really big office employer other than the council and of course, councils at the minute are going through massive cuts and uh, you know reductions in the the size. So it, it's dangerous for us to rely too much on that. And it, it would be good to get a big co- you know professional employer in the area, a big office, a big office block in the centre of town, employing loads of people. But we just don't seem to have that. The the old BT building on um, Classic Gate, yeah, yeah, is is that used to be, employ loads of people. There were loads of office workers in there now it's student accommodation the big office block on the uh what was witham house it's now called uh witham wharf it's now luxury apartments again used to be full of office workers so you do wonder where all those jobs have gone as well it's not just the industrial jobs that have declined really yeah and where where the where the money comes from for people to buy the the, the flats that they've turned into because you know the the office spaces and the the industrial places aren't there anymore uh okay so but i think we were both surprised walking around q10 about the, the the depth that we would we would find there on Monks Road. I think if we were both honest, it's not exactly the thing we wanted to be doing on a Saturday morning, going to have a, a stroll around Monks Road. Um, but actually, I think we, we, we were both very surprised about the, the history there, what we found there, uh, certainly the vintage shop. I mean, that was, you know, the, again, one of the things that highlights what we do here on, on A to Z. I've driven past that loads and loads of times. Uh, when you stop and take a look around, uh, you, you, you find things that, that you wouldn't normally find. Exactly. It's a very 
dense grid this you know lots and lots of stuff lots of streets all packed together and lots of stuff on each of those streets i think later in the series we're going to come, come up against some grids where there's not quite so much and you know particularly when we head outside the the city boundaries and yeah i think we might struggle then we might be um, longing for the days of monks road then yeah well we, we on that episode we'll perhaps do a uh, an outtake so that, that, that outtake of me and you uh, having an argument about fences now with the bowling green how do you what do you think about that yeah, that would make it a nice sort of, maybe a DVD extra. Yeah, you know, talking of the Bowling Green, you've got uh, someone uh, on our Facebook page there, haven't you? I have. Uh, not just someone, it's uh, your dad, I believe, again. Peter Tyler. Yes, that's right, Peter Tyler, who says, uh, by the way, the Bowling Green, uh, which I've played on many times next to the social club, is a very good green, uh, which has seen many good county bowling matches over the years. So, obviously, a, a well-used facility there. Yeah, that's true. He is very, he's very, very good at bowls, my dad. Very good. Um, and uh, as, as retirement looms, uh, he's going to get even better. <laughs> um, and also, uh, Kathleen uh, Drury uh, says, I used to live off Monks Road and uh, love the Arboretum Park. And it has a great Indian takeaway too. And uh, very good, convenient food shops, uh, as in the co-op. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. A question of Lincoln. Right, competition time now, and uh, a question of Lincoln, where uh, my producer, Johnny Hoare, my producer, get that, our producer, Johnny Hoare, uh, and I go uh, head-to-head and try and uh, outdo each other uh, with questions. Uh, mine are always far too easy, and Johnny's are always too hard. Uh, are you going to go first this week, Johnny? Yeah, I'll go first if you want. Right, nice, uh, easy one for you this <laughs> week. Uh, Lincoln is usually a relatively crime-free city. But one New Year's Eve, the city centre was the scene of some serious rioting. What year were the Lincoln New Year's Eve riots? Oh, I was hoping you could ask me which window. Go, uh, go, go. <laughs> which window? <laughs> okay, which year were the riots? Were they in 1986, 1988, or 1990? Ten seconds start now. Okay, well, they all sound uh, very feasible. I was at school, and of course, at that time it seemed very. Uh very very fun but of course we know writing's not fun which year at school was I in was I at senior school uh, 1988 <laughs> <laughs> yes I got you with that one yes uh, yeah Burton's Burton's shop window got, uh, got, got you and that, that was kind of because uh, we both went to the city school uh, we you, did uh, you, did you hear a lot about that anytime there was a broken window at school or something like that it was always oh yeah Burton's shop window that was, <laughs> that was the key there uh, right okay uh, now my question to the producer Johnny Hall. Okay. During our grid visit, we noticed uh, Monks Road Working Men's Club on, uh, and on Friday, the fourteenth of June, they have a Queen tribute band playing. Uh, tickets are eight pounds, uh, limited to three per member. Now, this event is to celebrate the club's a fifty-year anniversary, b one hundred and fifty-year anniversary, or c their one hundred-year anniversary. Ten seconds. Right, well, I mean, the, the Monks Road area isn't 150 years old. I think it was still a country lane then. Uh, 50 doesn't seem long enough. That would only make it like the 1960s. I'm going to say 100 years. You're right. Fantastic. Uh, okay, right, so where, where does that bring us uh, on the scores? I think, well, we both scored one there, so oh, I think we we're did, now 5-3. Yeah, 5-3, yeah, so 5-3 to me. 
uh, so three five in your in your eyes. Um, uh, so yeah, Monks Road Working Men's Club website. We should also mention that Monks Road uh, WMC uk uh, for further details there. Lincoln A to Z. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren FM, and uh, we also like to f- feature the history uh, of the area of each grid we go to. Uh, here's Joanna Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive telling us about the history of Q10. If you've ever travelled through this grid square on Monks Road, you've no doubt seen the oldest historical building in this area, the remains of what's commonly referred to as the Abbey, which can be seen in the recreational ground. The ruins aren't massive, but they've clearly stood the test of time over the centuries. The origins of this site may go back to Roman times, probably part of the Greek well-Roman villa estate. There was maybe even an earlier religious site here, standing as it does at the head of an ancient causeway over the River Witham, known to be near here at Stamp End. As we come forward through the centuries, the history of this grid square rapidly starts to run in tandem with Lincoln's industrial development. Lincoln was expanding at an awesome rate in the 19th century, with its new railways, factories and foundries. This had once been a peaceful agricultural area. Have a look at the photo on www.linkstothepast.com at the photo of Monk's Lane, or even Love Lane as it used to be known. Now this all changed beyond recognition, with the creation of streets of buildings to house the city's growing working population. In the 20th century, Lincoln's industrial importance during the Second World War, our factories and foundries developed the tank for example, made it vulnerable to attack from German bombers. It's hard to imagine how it must have felt to be living in this area during the war. At the Lincolnshire Archives, we've got an old A4 Letts diary, which contains the daily observations of a young girl living in the Monks Road area. Interspersed amongst all the things important in the life of a young teenager living in 1941, like receiving the Sunday School Prize, going to see the latest Betty Davis film at the Savoy, and selling Daisy's door-to-door for a bit of pocket money, there are entries like this. 27th of January, 1941. Air raid warning, 2 o'clock. Went straight to the shelters. All clear, 3.20 very cold in shelters. 15th of February. Dad went fire-watching on the station at 11 o'clock. Just after 11, hear machine gun fire. A lot of planes about. 12th of March. Incendiary bombs dropped. About 80. Car home road, one on Ruston's. 7th of May. About 1 o'clock, bombs dropped at Booton and Waddington. Got up. Windows and doors rattled. 10th of May, 1941. Went down to Booton in afternoon to see bomb damage with Mam, Dad and Doris on bus. 21st of July, one of our bombers crashed on Lindham Hill about 4am, saw glare in sky. 22nd of July, went with Mam to see plane crash on Lindham Hill. All four of the crew were killed, and senior mistress of the girls' high school. Plane crashed into mistress's boarding house. Three escaped without injury. A photograph held at the archives shows this incident of the Hamden bomber which crashed on Greystone Steps just off Lindham Hill. My favourite comment from the diary is... Savoy to see Target for Tonight, the experiences of a crew of a Wellington bomber over Germany, also The Letter with Betty Davis. Enjoyed Target for Tonight, didn't like the other picture very much. This diary is just a fascinating glimpse into Lincoln during the war, a frightening time when the city was vulnerable to night attacks and air crashes, yet seen through the calm, rational eyes of a young girl living in the area of this week's grid square. Our thanks to uh, Joanna Hughes there and uh, the Lincolnshire Archive. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk And talking of the website and on our Q10 page, uh, we've had some correspondence, haven't we, Johnny? We have, yeah. While while we've been on air, uh, Phil G has commented to say, I hate to contradict your lady from the archives. I I wouldn't want to do that either. No. Um, But Monks Road was called Monks Lane and Millman Road was Love Lane. 
So I think we need to look into this. We probably need to bring this up with Joe. Uh, we do. We'll, uh, we'll we'll take it back to her. Obviously, uh, she's not here to defend herself right now. <laughs> uh, but we'll take it back to her and uh, get uh, get some confirmation on that and uh, include it, obviously, uh, on, on the website, on our Q10 page. And uh, But I was I, while Joe was talking uh, there be, uh, earlier on before the news, I was just happy that there was ever a place called Love Lane and it's not there anymore. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's, it's a shame they didn't keep that name, really. It is, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's how I'm going to call it uh, f- from now on. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have the reputation if it was called Love Lane. Exactly. It? Let's mm. let's bring back a bit a bit of love. <laughs> okay. Uh, an object now. Um, so part of what we uh, we we do, and at the very end of our our uh, 52 grids, we're we're going to be holding an exhibition uh, at the uh, collection. What what we do is every grid we go to, we have to uh, find locate track down see an object um well i think initially we wanted it to uh, represent the area didn't we johnny but uh, do you know what? it's quite difficult just grabbing things isn't it it's harder than we thought yeah it's certainly harder than than i thought than you thought yeah i was i was very much uh, this, this is very much one of my whacked out crazy ideas um which actually was the the found the foundation of lincoln a to z um the object uh, that we found on our walkabout uh for this johnny could you uh, could you describe the object in my hand please uh, well, I don't need to describe it because we've got a little bit of audio of what happened when we found it. Oh, of course. Now, objects, uh, as we search around uh, our, our grids, we, we either ask people to uh, to donate or give us objects for our exhibition uh, at the collection in 2014, or it can be something we find. Now, what we said is we didn't want to pick any litter. Now, I'm, I'm looking around. Of course, there are uh, there's, uh, lager cans, there are energy drink cans which energy drink appears to be the new lager almost, doesn't it? But uh, what I think uh, so far, and I'm, I'm going to bend down and, uh, and pick it up now, is uh, a tennis ball. I really like the idea of, uh, of, of displaying an old tennis ball. Someone's lost it. Um, it makes me wonder if someone's going to come back and try and find it. You know, oh, Dad, I left my tennis ball in the park last night. Um, but, uh, hey, it's mine now. Okay, yeah, so it is mine now. Now, earlier in tonight on uh, on Facebook, I, I did put uh, a sign on there and also on Twitter saying if anyone's lost it, uh, what day did we go around uh, Monks Road, Johnny? I think it was the 6th of April, wasn't it? Saturday that was it, the 6th. Yeah. Yep. Saturday the 6th of April. So if just before that you lost a tennis ball on Monks Road, uh, you can identify it. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are no redeeming features on it, no makes, no nothing like that. However, um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice thing, and I want it. I want this ball. Uh, for our for our display, however, uh, I would say that if you come and claim this uh, tennis ball from us, you have to give us uh, something else for our exhibition. Uh, now, earlier on uh, tonight, we alluded to the fact that Johnny, Johnny, you can't. You said you can't catch. I can't. No, I'm, I'm absolutely. T- I've got no hand-eye coordination. I, whenever we played like rounders at school, I became an absolute expert at working out where the ball was going to be and then not being there. So actually, <laughs> if I could catch, I'd be a fantastic fielder. So I'm very good at working out the angles and seeing exactly where it's going to go. But yeah, I, I use that skill basically, basically just to be in the wrong place. Okay, now um, a radio studio is probably not the best way uh, to be throwing a tennis ball around. No, and already, no. I can see you're getting a bit nervous. You <laughs> I think am, I, I'm ready? You for think? It. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Here goes. Here goes. Are you ready? Underarm, not overarm. Okay. Hey, I got it. I did it. Wow. Wow. Maybe I've got better. Yeah, that's incredible. It was. It wasn't. It was a pathetic throw, but <laughs> <laughs> it has to be said. Lincoln A to Z. Thanks for listening to the Lincoln A to Z podcast. Do you know anything about this or any of our other 52 grids? If so, we'd love to hear from you. LincolnA-Z.co.uk has all the information and contact details you'll need. And don't forget the live Lincoln A-Z show is on Siren FM Monday nights from 9.